0: Hey, this is Mike Missanelli, and you're listening to The Feed to Embiid, the number one Sixers podcast in America.
1: Yeah, 2-1 on his jersey, playing like he's number one. yeah, homie, let the fans know it. Watch the trailer, all the three is going in your eye. If you mess, you better get back, cause if the bees there won't be a putback. Keep all that trash out of the paint cause the I'm will put it back in your face. He's a cold blooded killer, and he take no prisoners. Yeah, dump off from TJ. Call it the Feet to Embiid.
2: Good evening, everybody. This is the Feet to Embiid. I am your host, Officer.
1: Along with my good co-host companion, Chris
0: Dibler-Dibes, how are you? Doing good, man. Got the dub. Let's go. Another W in the books for those Sixers. They win it
1: tonight, 114-106, to 106, over the noticeably better Orlando Magic, I think we could say, finally. After all these years of them being inferior and being uh, inept in all fronts, they're, they're finally looking a little bit better. Um, they sit in, I think they're the eighth seed right now. No, they with with the loss tonight, they actually dropped a half game back of the eighth seed. Now the Heat are now the ninth seed, and and it's and it's Brooklyn, Detroit, and Charlotte are now the eight are now the six, seven, eight. But that doesn't really ma- matter. Um, Focus is on here and now, and the Sixers got to win tonight.
0: Hey Austin, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What is more fun to watch? J.J. Redick on fire from three, Amir Johnson getting more points than an all-star, or Jimmy Buckets doing Jimmy Bucket things with two minutes remaining in the fourth quarter?
1: Who was the all-star
0: that got – hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. I'm going to figure this out myself. (laughs) Are you trying to pull pull one of those like Embiid like technically he is an All Star but he didn't play? No, my God, Vucevic only had twelve points and
0: twelve. Oh my Lord, That's a terrible game. Uh, Amir Johnson had more points tonight than Nikola Vucevic. You know we always said it.
1: We, we always that? said it. We didn't want to admit it, but we always said behind closed doors that Amir Johnson should have been an All Star this year. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 been an incredible run for Amir this year. All four games he's played. Um, but it, it looked like in the first quarter that the, there was just an all-star game because the shooting was was rampant. Uh, everyone was making everything. Tobias had a couple of nice uh, shots, and then but and then Redick had a couple of had a couple of threes in that first quarter. Um, and then they just kept, there was no defense played at all in this game. It was just back and forth basketball from beyond the arc. And finding looks, I I thought that Jonathan Simmons, not, not God, not Jonathan Simmons, Jonathan Isaac had a had a really good game for Orlando. Uh, Aaron Gordon is, is is much improved since his first couple of years. Evan Fournier had a nice had a nice game, um, but that, it, it, the Sixers, you know, they, they were just trying to like stay in front of it that whole first quarter, stay in front of it that that whole first half. And I was looking for them to sort of turn it up a notch and go up by ten fifteen going into the fourth.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, what what a tale of two halves for the Sixers here. Um especially for one Jimmy Butler who um who could be arguably the player of the game. Um, he had some major buckets late in that fourth quarter to stop the bleeding when the Magic were going on on a, on a run there. Um so um oh man. I mean, I, you look at the first quarter, you had JJ with 10 points in the first 8 minutes then he had 19 and 13 minutes, 5 of 6 from 3. Um and it just went cold again. You know, they they just seemed to do that from time to time. Um but yeah, I, I just can't wrap my head around who I want to pick for player of the game here. Is it Amir? Is it JJ? Is it Jimmy Butler? I mean, Ben Simmons had an amazing game. I got to go yeah. with. I got to yeah, go with my boy Justin Patton who got career oh highs gosh. all over the place has made a sixers debut. Wait for
1: it. Wait for it. 9 minutes, 1 point, 4 rebounds, three assists, 2 fouls.
0: Not a terrible <laughs> debut. It, right, it could have point. been a lot worse. It could have been a lot worse. Um the not the points, but the assists, the the minutes, all career highs, man. I love him. He's too good. Listen, listen we can only
1: start from the ground and we can only build upwards. We can't build downwards.
0: Hey, I just um, I got to throw it out there that um he looked like he belonged. Like make no mistake about it. Justin Patton flowed in the offense. He was playing very good defense. And not enough credit can be given to the Delaware Bluecoats and Connor Johnson's program down there. Um, They run a lot of the same offensive, defensive sets. And Justin Patton just really didn't skip a beat tonight. I was really impressed.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I... Was actually very impressed with his passing ability and his uh, and his vision. I thought he made a lot of nice passes. He found JJ for a beautiful three, um, and you know it was a very promising upwards looking Sixer debut for him. It was only his second NBA game. He stepped out and took a couple threes. Uh, he made a free throw. He still doesn't need to get bulked up a ton, but that's gonna come. No, no one in this no one in this NBA comes in bulked up ready to go immediately. No. You know you get in the NBA weight room with trainers and you, and you, and you, and you, and you pick up mass every summer. Um, but I think sl- slowly, but surely the bench is getting better. And I think the biggest thing with, with, with this bench that gets better is, Oh, I love me some Mike Scott. I love Woo! him. I, I mean, I mean, he, he is outstanding. He, he has that weird ass shot. But it goes in. He's twenty-one of forty-two since the trade, and he—he he just kind of—he's the kind of guy who he wouldn't hurt you for no reason.
0: But if you like, if you like got up in his grill, he would put you—he would put you on the floor before you even realized it. I'm really glad you brought up the shot. I mean, Mike Scott brings a lot of toughness, that uh, you know, defensive versatility that Brett Brown loves. Um, but I love that you brought up that shot. He's got one of those like Jermaine Jones shots that high arcing? shot that like it feels like it's in the air for like three seconds it's fantastic it is i actually timed it once it was i went out to get a pizza and it was still in the air when i got back
1: oh my gosh it
0: looks like it it would break the net the threads of the net you know on fire it (laughs) looks like it
1: it looks like it it wouldn't even it it looks like it's not even gonna touch the net it's gonna go straight through like it's gonna come down literally in the middle of the basket no angle just come down straight through it's not even touching
0: the net Yo, man, did you see that stat that Serena threw out? Um, he was shooting 64 percent from three over the last four games. God, I, oh, I gave I gave Mike Scott a, um, some shit when he first in his first couple games with the Sixers, but he's been on fire, man.
1: Listen, I'll take things that we all saw coming for 500 when it comes to Mike Scott shooting 65 percent from three. I'll tell you, I I I could have told you that was going to happen. I could have told I everyone knew that was going to happen, didn't you? Ah, uh, just like Harper. You, you, I never doubt my mind. Never doubt in my mind. <laughs> never doubt my mind Bryce Harper. Um, a couple of things that always stuck out to me tonight, though, where a Ben had a really masterful game everywhere. Um, he and he includes keeping turnovers down, and I was really happy to see that he only had two turnovers. And I thought that maybe with a team that could switch a lot and a team that had a lot of athletic wings, that maybe that would give him some problems. But I thought he had a really nice game with, with only two turnovers and 40 – he played 40 minutes. That's one turnover every 20 minutes, and he had 16 points, 13 rebounds, 8 assists otherwise. Um, Tobias, I thought, continues to show that he's a really good fit in this lineup on this team with the ability to create his own shot but also not have to touch the ball too much if, if need be. You know, so I think fits really, really, really well next to Ben. I think they have a really good chemistry. Forming between them, and they, he just knows when he, Whenever Ben's stuck in that little mid-post area, Tobias just knows to just kind of like pick the V-cut and then go back door, and Ben's going to hit him every time, and, and he's going to find him, and he and he's gotten a ton of easy baskets off that. So then he had twenty-one and twelve with five assists. But I, I thought it was a team, I was really ha- it was really refreshing to see them only have eleven turnovers. I mean, um, Her- you know, the starting five had about six. And then the rest of the team only had five, so um, I was happy to see that. I was really happy to see Ben go four or five from the line again. He, in the, of late, he's been a much improved free throw shooter, and
0: last season we saw that too. Wait, 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 wait! Can we can we pause and talk about that jump shot from Ben with his right hand tonight? Oh my <laughs> god! You, I don't care if the guy can like do
1: surgery with the with, with his only his left hand. I don't care if he can only uh, rubik's cube with his left hand. He took that shot. He took that shot, fading away to his left shoulder, and he took it righty. It was smooth, and it went right in. There is no way, there's no doubt in my mind that he is not a right-handed shooter. You have to tie a hand behind his back and learn to make him shoot his righty only because he's going to become... When he becomes a sniper with his right hand, we're
0: all going to go crazy. <laughs> it was wild. I mean, imagine being that talented—that you know, um, talented enough to just oh, I'm going to shoot it with my other hand right now. That's that's that still blows my mind. I, I actually can. I
1: actually I actually can shoot with, both can you? with either hand. I can I can shoot a little bit. I can shoot lefty. Actually, actually, it's a better looking shot, lefty, and I get more backspin on the ball, lefty, than I do righty. But I'm a better shooter. Nah, I'm,
0: I'm a lefty. I can shoot it pretty well, but I can't do shit with my right hand.
1: Well, I was a pitcher, so I also have much more, a much good, much better strength than my, in my, uh, in my left arm. So I, I can shoot the. I, I have, I have better mechanics on the shot. Whereas the right arm is a little bit weaker. I don't have great con- like control over like smaller objects, like a baseball, say. But I can shoot the ball better with my right arm. I don't know what, I don't know why I was wired that way. It's 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 a gift and a curse. Um, and it's why it's why that's why I never played a game in the NBA. That's the only reason why. Um, but the Sixers <laughs> shot, <thought>. yeah, <laughs> the Sixers shot 19-21 from the free throw line tonight,
0: which I thought was really encouraging. For sure. Um, I'm looking at the box score here. You know, it looked like the Sixers were comfortable, kind of just letting. The Magic, you know, beat them from the perimeter. Um, Brett Brown deserves, you know, a pretty decent amount of credit here for taking out um, Nikola Vucevic in the in the post here. Um, five of fifteen shooting for Vic, um, and um, we saw Mike Scott really hold his own against uh, Vucevic in the post, which is really surprising. I, I saw I saw some real toughness in the paint um, from the Sixers defense tonight that. Um, especially from our, our wings, uh, I saw some blocks from Tobias. I saw some block from you know some heady steals in the paint by Jimmy Butler. Um, they were very active. He players. was huge.
1: Yeah. That yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, it's funny because as you know, Brett Brown is I think zero and twenty three on the season, but the players are forty and 0. exactly. Well now, well now forty one and 0. So it's really a miracle that they were actually able to win. Even with Brett Brown taking Mucicovich out of the paint and really doing a good job tonight, but uh, you know, Sixers Twitter is Sixers Twitter, and that's never going to change. I was really happy to see what what to see Butler take over in that fourth quarter. And I think what I learned about him is this: I think what he likes to do, he likes to sit back and assess the game for the first half. See so what likes to see where, where where Ben Simmons is, where Tobias Harris is, and how aggressive and how effective they're going to be in this game. And from there, he makes a, the adjustment, the mental adjustment at halftime, and comes out and is the player that he wants to be. And the, for, in the in, you know in the first half, it was okay. You know, Tobias is having a great game. Um, JJ's having a good game. Uh, Ben's doing Ben things. I can sit this one. I can sit this one back a little bit and relax. But then when things got tight in the fourth quarter, and everyone sort of uh, you know backs got a little got a little, uh, I guess tight. Jimmy said, all right, get, give him the ball and get the fuck out of the way. And then he – um, and, you know, he he, hit, he had those three jumpers and had those two steals to, to seal the game. So I think that he likes to sit back and assess the game in the first half and make make the adjustment to what he has to do in the second
0: half. Yeah, I'm trying not to read too much into one game. I always do. <laughs> but, you know, Jimmy Butler with the ball in his hands with two minutes, this was the most comfortable I think we saw him um, – so far over the past couple weeks. Um, and you got to get excited about that because that, that, this has major playoff implications here. Um, this is the first time I saw some swag from Jimmy Butler with the ball in his hands and that, that this is why we got him. You know, this is the entire point of Jimmy Butler is these exactly these situations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, in a way – well, not really in a way. It's pretty obvious. But people kind of forget that the whole reason that they had to go out and get Tobias Harris because it was pretty obvious that Jimmy Butler was not going to constitute that third star by himself. And so you need, they needed to – go. In the, while while his production was good, you needed to still have that fourth guy. You know? like, 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 like it, was, it was pretty blatantly obvious that Jimmy Butler was not going to be enough to get them past Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. And it appears that Tobias Harris might 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 be able to do that and fill that role, um, but I think what Jimmy Butler brings is that he's that silent leader, a guy who's not going to say a ton in in the moment, but he's going to be fun. He's going to have fun. He's going to you know sort of let the other guys mess around for a while and do their thing. But then when the time comes down the stretch, he becomes the point guard. Then drops to the four. Or the three, or, or the five, wherever whatever the matchup dictates, and he runs the pick and roll. He 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 had he made two shots in a row down the stretch of this fourth quarter, and then it, it was a simple pick and pop. Uh, Mike Scott t- t- set a lefty screen. Defense kind of moved over to the to to, to the strong side, and then Scott faded out to the wing. And Butler was like, "Oh, he's worried. He's wide open," and then hit him with a with a perfect pass, and he nailed the three to put him up six, and that was the game. Um, but I think I think Butler brings that that stoic. That's, that, I guess that stoicism—that's a if I think that's the right word—that um, that the team lacked, and he brings that guy who's like, okay, I know what to do. Like I've been quiet all game, you know. I've been quiet. I've been I've been res- preserving myself, but I know what I need to do now. And he turns it on, and he gets you buckets when he needs them. There's, there's a reason he's giving me buckets. There's a reason he's a four-time All-Star and a four-time All-Defensive Player. He may not be, you know, we, we might criticize his, his off-ball defensive play and say that he's not very uh, aware and help defense or whatever. But down the stretch of that game, he got two key defensive plays against the Magic to, to turn them over.
0: Right. You know, everyone's kind of, you know, pissed off about Joel Embiid being out since the All-Star break. Um, but you could argue that – you could argue easily that Jimmy Butler's comfortability in the pick and roll with the ball in his hands is way more important than Joel Embiid missing a game in March. So – it's definitely something to keep an eye on. That it has major implications moving forward.
1: I kind of think they should try to just like cut a beat. I don't, I don't need them anymore.
0: Nah, they don't need them. Nah. We, we can score 140 a game. Let's go. <laughs> we'll just take like 84 threes a game, and we'll hope for the best. I, I think that's the best. It's the best pursuit. Um, well, spe- speaking of defense, um, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Simmons? Do you want the positive ones or do you want the negative ones? <laughs> well, I kind of want to lead that into my whole bit about Zaire. So I I I, saw-
1: I I I I thought I thought Jonathan Simmons was a nice story coming out of San Antonio about how he paid for the tryout and made the team and was like a spark plug for them. But let's just call him what he is. He he's garbage. He he can't, he can't do anything for you. I mean, he can't. He's not a shooter. He he'll he'll pass every shot he gets, and you know he he makes some okay defensive plays. He fouls he fouls a ton. He's what people he, he's what like a bad Patrick Beverly looks like. That's what he is. Like if Pat Beverly couldn't shoot at all, that would be Jonathan Simmons, right. just a dog who just is going to hound you and and be that energy guy. He just doesn't do enough. I mean, and, you know, he's very erratic with the ball. When I was talking to Mike Mixonelli, I like I likened him and James Ennis to a uh, a spastic, smaller Jonah Bolden. Like when when like, like when things get like when things get a little bit chaotic, those two go crazy. And they get all triggered and they go and 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 you know you don't know what they're going to do, but. Right. Um, You know, you only traded a broken first round pick for him and, you know, and you got a a first rounder back, I think. And then um, Jonathan Simmons. this bench is not going to get you anywhere. And we know that Um, we're hoping that the starters are going to be able to, to lead the way and, 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 you know, do it themselves in the playoffs. And if not, the the issue is blatantly the bench. I mean, there's no getting around it. Um, Jonah Bolden, I think can can play a limited role in the playoffs. You can't ask him to do a ton because he's going to foul a lot. Um, but you know, Mike Scott's going to be a contributor for this team. TJ, obviously, but Jonathan Simmons and James Ennis are not going to be here past this year. They're just not. Um, and it's 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 it is what it is. They're, they're trying to make the best of a, of, of a bad situation on that bench, and somehow Brandon actually managed to make it worse. <laughs> well, it's kind of think- funny.
0: Yeah. I, I just keep going. Like there was a period of time in that first half and third quarter where DJ Augustine was just carving up our, our defense. And that's, that's been the ongoing issue for the Sixers is that they don't have anyone to defend, uh, point guards. And, um, if anyone doesn't know, I, I do the, the PFO blue coats and I got to see Zaire Smith last night. Um, You know, make his uh, debut at the 76ers Fieldhouse. And I just – it just screams to me how effective Zaire would be in that role of Jonathan Simmons just, you know, playing 15 to 20 minutes and just playing excellent on-ball defense. There was a play of Zaire Smith um, last night where um, he fought through over a screen, fought through the screen, uh, challenged the shot. The ball is in the air. Zaire Smith has the swag to know it's not going in and just starts running down the court. It was fantastic. Um,
1: Is that, is is that, is that swag or is that a gamble? I
0: don't think it was a gamble, dude. I think he is just his defensive instincts, his quick feet, his long arms are just so advanced. Um, It was very noticeable how good he was on defense. Um, After the game, a lot of, um, we were waiting for the post game interviews and we are all just gushing over his defense. Um, it's, he's ready. I mean, he's not, he's not ready for major minutes and I'm not saying that. Um, but what the Sixers need most, I mean, all I could think about is Zaire Smith stepping in for 10 minutes and just shutting down Kyrie for 10 minutes. And that's exactly what we're talking about here. Um so, what are your thoughts on Zaire coming up at the end of March? Listen, I, I, I'm trying to think of the the right way to
1: put this. I, I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I think that's the right way to preface it. I'm not against it. I just don't know that you're gonna put. I don't know that there's a situation where you can where you can put him where it's like. This is a good spot to build him as a rookie, because he's gonna be in a spot where he's just learning, and he's going to be trying to pick things up on the fly and learn the NBA game. And that's not the playoffs are not not a great
0: spot for a young guy to learn that. And did you hear? um, Did you hear Brett Brown today actually said during his pregame um, that he sees. Uh, Zaire Smith as someone who's highly advanced defensively and someone that could make an immediate impact. Um, well, so, what what is he supposed defense? to say? That he sucks and he's never going to play again. <laughs> exactly, which is exactly my point. Like, like, like you're going to say you're going to give something optimistic because it's the guy that you traded
1: Mike, Mikhail Bridges for. So you got you, you know you got to cover your own ass. And that, now I don't know what we were. I'm not saying that that Zaire can't play. He absolutely can play. I'm saying that, that, that I don't know that the, that the trying to run him out to the dogs in the playoffs is the right move for a rookie in terms of developing him long-term. I think I, I, in an ideal world, yes, I'd play him 20 minutes a game, and I would definitely not play the other two uh, that they, they picked up at the deadline. And then you could go and run out of uh, you know, seven- or eight-guy rotation, maybe non-guy rotation – and then keep the starters, and then you 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 know you don't have to worry about playing the the Ennis and and um, Simmons. But I just don't know that that's a situation where you can do that in good faith, and then not put games on the line. And that that's what that's what worries me. Now I can tell you exactly what's going to happen with Desiree Smith. If you put it in games, if you put him in games, he's you're they're going to switch on to him. They're going to put the ball in the guy's hand, who he has, has to put a put a couple of dribble moves on, and then pull back for a for a pump fake. They're just going to catapult into him and foul, and, and it's going to happen over and over again because he's a rookie. That's what rookies do, and that's a mistake that you want him to make in October, not in in March and April, and in the first round, but the second round of the playoff series. These we saw last year. These games are pivotal. Every game matters come, come this time of the year. Now you can get him back sooner if you'd like and um, and play him for 14 games like he did with Martel bolts but I just don't think it's a productive uh, intelligent scenario to put him in at a much higher intensity in the playoffs much slower pace where he can get where they're, where they're going to try to expose him every time down the court
0: yeah man um I guess we agree to disagree there. All right, that's um, fair. That's fair I, But unfortunately, um, I tried to get the most highlights as possible from um, the blue coats of last night's game. Yeah. There were probably three to four standout defensive plays that Zaire did. He had the entire crowd in awe in, on some of those defensive well, plays. Well,
1: right, but but again, who was he playing against?
0: Um, um, Edmund Sunmer, who's number one of the best scorers in the G League puts up twenty four plus a game.
1: Is that Ed, is Edmund Sumner an NBA player?
0: <laughs> All right. He's not an NBA right. player. So of course is you know the question goes to will Brett Brown play the vet over the rookie? Um that's the big, I guess the overarching question there. Um I I say give him a shot. I, I was just completely blown away yeah, by his no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying don't give him a shot. I absolutely give him a shot. It could only
1: help. But I'm saying that it's not prudent to to to, to, let, to, to hand him a role of 20 minutes a game in in a in a playoff series and say
0: it's okay you you'll, you know make mistakes whatever
1: that's not that's not a beneficial role for anybody to be
0: in. but aren't we are we looking for a defensive uh, a spark off the bench that is that's is what we No I, I agree with you I, I agree with you my point is
1: this you can't afford to let him make mistakes and get and, and go through growing pains in the playoffs. That's my point.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and those, and those drawing pains are inevitable. It, 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 he's a rookie. Every rookie makes his mistakes. Every rookie has those rookie things that they do on defense that, 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 that costs them. That's why I left lottery teams. Don't just get better after one year. That the, 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 Cause they have guys running the show who are rookies who make rookie mistakes and it costs them games.
0: All I'm saying is get ready. Zaire's back. He's coming. <laughs> He he is gonna make you know his own name very soon with the Sixers. I hope. I think you're right, and I hope. I hope. Um,
1: I have a question for you. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Mike Muscala or Mike <laughs> <What>? Scott?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, which have which, you seen? Which Mike is better? All right, I don't- Oh my God! God, um, thank God, me out of hand. Yeah, you caught me out of left field there. That was hilarious. All right, so I I don't watch many Lakers games, but I have seen some of the highlights of Mescal just getting completely blown up on defense. <laughs> oh, I do not. Remember that guy. I, you know, he, he wasn't
1: a bad guy, but God, he is awful. He is terrible, and there's a reason he was a 10 minute a game guy for the Hawks because he sucks. <laughs>
0: He's so. Bad. He's
1: not an NBA level player. He's not an NBA level player. He just isn't. I'm sorry, he's not. And uh, you know, it's so, it's so hilarious. LeBron wanted AD, and then Luke Walton or whoever the G, uh Magic or whoever comes in. Hey, uh, LeBron, we didn't get you AD, but we did get you Mike Muscat.
0: <laughs> you know, you, you have to be impressed by you know the Sixers were definitely lacking toughness, and you know Mike Mike Scott's brought a little bit of that. And that's that can't be stressed enough you know that, that's been a major hit uh, off the bench so far yeah
1: definitely um so I, I I think that's all we have for tonight the sixers not only do they cover the spread they also win by eight um, Mikey miss was giving me some some shit about the spread and so uh, oh wait
0: wait 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 Austin we can't leave without giving love to um, the Tobias to Amir Alioub tonight that was fantastic. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know what we, I don't know, I don't know what we do to commemorate that. But you, you're not wrong. It was, it was a great look. That oh, was amazing. And you know, at, at the beginning of the season, did you ever think that you'd be seeing a Tobias Harris and Amir Johnson L.U.? No, but I'm ready for the no. Nope. I, I Amir mean, was not one, Not many did. I'm now. Now I'm ready for the Boban to uh, for Concord Kmaz L U. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I don't know
0: about Furcan. <laughs> I, th- I, if I think he's probably played his last game. His oh, game. he's done. Yeah, he's done. Thank God. I hate. He is awful. Yes. Good
1: <laughs> lord. Um. All right, everyone. He's Chris Dibler
0: I'm Austin Krell Dibes, Tell them where they can find you. Uh, I am Mr. Crockpot on Twitter. Um, you know, that's where I'm at. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Um,
1: <laughs> if you want some really riveting content, follow him at Mr. Crockpot on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm Austin Krell, A- AKrell underscore media. This has been the Feed 2B. The Sixers win it 114 to 106. We'll be back in action tomorrow night against the Chicago Bulls on ESPN. That's right, the Bulls made ESPN. And we'll be right back with, with post game coverage after that game. I'll also be doing a Joe Giglio episode tomorrow at 4 o'clock, uh, which, which I'll be looking forward to. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see you with more Feed to MB tomorrow night. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.
2: And after wrapping up a win, you always want a beer. And what better way to commemorate a win with a beer? And if you like beer, you probably like the shotgun beer. And if you do, you should check out our boys at the King Cobra. King Cobra is a shotgunning tool that makes a perfect shotgunning hole in under a second. It is also a tab puller, vent puncher, and all fits on a keychain. For more information on the King Cobra, check them out on Instagram, at the King Cobra Co. That's the King Cobra Co. Cobra, as though well with a K, for a 10% discount on all products, enter the code trustthecobra 10 all caps, all one word, pick up yours today. The feed to Embiid and its name is protected by U.S. copyright laws. Reproduction and distribution without my written permission is prohibited. Copyright the feed to Embiid, two thousand and nineteen. Again, the Sixers win it tonight, one fourteen one six over the Orlando Magic. They will be in Chicago tomorrow night, playing on ESPN, and we'll be back with more the feed, more of the feed following the hopefully another Sixers win. Have a good night, everybody.